A reading from the beginning of the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, remembering you in our prayers, unceasingly calling to mind your faith, work of faith and labor of love and endurance in hope of our Lord Jesus Christ before our God and Father, knowing, brothers and sisters loved by God, how you were chosen. For our gospel did not come to you in word alone, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and with much conviction. You know what sort of people we were, we were among you for your sake. In every place your faith in God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves openly declare about us what sort of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to await his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the coming wrath. The word of the Lord. The Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord Sing to the Lord a new song of praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in their maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. The Lord his Let them praise his name in the festive dance. Let them sing praise to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord loves his people, and he adorns the lowly with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy upon their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats. This is the glory of all his faithful. Alleluia. Dominos vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii secundo Mateum. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, 
Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You lock the kingdom of heaven before men. You do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow entrance to those trying to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You traverse sea and land to make one convert. But when that happens, you make him a child of Gehenna, twice as much as yourselves. Woe to you blind guides, who say, if one swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if one swears by a gold of the temple, one is obliged. Blind fools. Which is greater, the gold or the temple that made the gold sacred? And you say, if one swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if one swears by the gift on the altar, one is obliged. You blind ones, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? One who swears by the altar swears by it and all that is upon it. One who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it one who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who is seated on it. Verbum Domini. Perhaps a message from the gospel, never take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. The name which is holy. Today's saint, Saint Augustine, immediately brings to mind his mother, whose memorial was yesterday. Mother and son are side by side. And today I have side by side mother and son, uh, first-class relics of St. Augustine and St. Monica. I don't know how this is going to work with our camera view. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we had a whole family up here as saints? Maybe one day St. Therese and somebody will donate to the friars, um, St. Louis and St. Zaley Martin. So I'll have a whole array of saints one day. St. Augustine and St. Monica. And it was the persevering prayer of this mother, St. Monica, that eventually led to the conversion of her dear son. Like St. Monica, I'm sure there are many viewers who have children that are wandering like lost sheep, that are stuck in the lure of their sins and in the lure of the world. And these two saints together can be a model for you to never give up on your children. Never, ever give up on your children. They teach us that there is always hope, Christian hope, born of love, even for those who may be the worst sinner of all. What some of you may not know is that St. Monica had a very difficult marriage. 
Her husband, whose name was Patricius, was a pagan. We are told that he was a man of violent temper, among many other vices. And it was in dealing with her husband that Monica was schooled, first of all, in long-suffering and patience. We know her as never giving up on her son, Augustine. But in the same way, she never gave up on her husband and in his conversion. Perhaps that's a message that we need to hear today in our culture. When so many marriages are exploding, so many people are willing to just give up and not to pray and not to fast and not to persevere. It's worth hearing that we need to have hope in God, first of all, and have our life rooted in God. Perhaps some of you are in difficult marriages, our viewers, our listeners. Never give up praying for your spouse, no matter in what situation. Pray and fast for your spouse. In the end, we see what kindness and patience does. What it did for Pachitius. He converted to the faith before his death and when Augustine was about 17 years old. One night, God confronted or comforted Monica with a vision. An angel appeared to her and addressed her gently. Why are you crying? Dry your tears. Your son is with you. With that, the angel pointed to Monica's right. There in a vision was her son, serene, calm, and resplendent in white. The next day, she told Augustine, Last night I saw a messenger, an angel from God. He told me that you were with me. Well, Mother Augustine smiled. Are you coming over to my way of thinking? No, son. I wasn't told that I was with you, but that you were with me. Beautiful. Sometimes when it seems like things are falling apart, they are actually falling into place. Never give up. Never give up hope. For after she received the vision that an exchange that had happened with Augustine, it seemed like Augustine's life started to fall apart even more. And this urged her into more persevering prayer and patience and hope. Augustine's life seemed to be headed even more into immorality and enmeshed with error even in his thinking. This might be the case for your loved ones. You seem like you're praying and their life gets worse. It's actually something, something's happening. Something really happen, is happening in the spiritual level. Do not give up. That's actually should be encouragement for you to pray 
even more, to have more hope in God, that God is acting. The more you pray, the greater they fall, right? And you've seen this in your own life. I see heads shaking, even tears forming in your eyes that you have for your own children. Don't stop praying. St. Monica is most of all witness to patience. She watched her son fall into a life of sin and self-indulgence. And many parents agonize over the state of their children's souls, their grandchildren even. What decent parent wouldn't agonize over their children and grandchildren? And she shed many tears over her son, Augustine, as many parents and even grandparents viewing and listening shed over their children and grandchildren. God hears your weeping. God hears your cries. Every tear is accounted for. And it is said that St. Ambrose told St. Monica, don't worry, it is impossible that a son of so many tears should be lost. What hope, again. It's impossible that a son born of so many tears, weeping, crying, would be lost. And there's an old saying, pray for an Ambrose to come into your son's life or your child's life. And this saying is rooted in Monica, in her faith. She prayed for Augustine's conversion and the Lord sent Ambrose into his life. St. Ambrose was a very well-known and learned orator who won over St. Augustine to Jesus Christ. Many times, very often is the case, it is in our own persuasion, it's not in our own persuasion, rather, that wins a family member or friend over to the faith. It's, it's in somebody else. It's in the Lord sending somebody else to witness to them of the beauty of the faith. However, it seems as in Monica's example of her husband, it was her. It was her patience, her long-suffering. But most of all, in most cases, it's the witness of another person that witnesses to us the beauty of life in Jesus, life in grace. Perhaps as a wake-up call, and if you have a husband, wife, child, grandchild, friend, relative that is far from the Lord, ask the Lord to send Ambrose into their life. Somebody that will witness to them. Maybe you've tried everything. You know you have. You've tried everything, every argument. You tried reading, you tried studying, praying. Ask the Lord to send an Ambrose, somebody to witness to them of the truth and beauty of life in the Lord. St. Ambrose was the answer to Monica's weeping, and she lived to see St. Augustine convert and to be baptized. 
St. Augustine recorded some of his mother's last words in his famous work, The Confessions. St. Monica said, Son, far, as far as I am concerned, nothing in this life now gives me any pleasure. I do not know where I'm, why I'm still here, since I have no further hopes in this world. I did have one reason for wanting to live a little longer, to see you become a Catholic Christian before I died. The hope many people have to see their children come back to the faith or to embrace the faith for the first time. For I know that you have even renounced even earthly happiness to be his servant. So why and what am I still doing here? St. Monica may have given birth to her child on a natural level, but we can say that what it was her faith that gave birth to him in a greater way, in a supernatural level, in the order of grace. It was Monica's faith, born of long suffering and patience, that gave birth, not just in the womb naturally, but birth in the realm of grace. His conversion to Christ brought about through St. Monica by her persistent prayers and her unwavering faith. And St. Augustine is probably the most prolific Christian writer in the early church, and his writings have influenced centuries of Christian thinking and culture. And we have St. Monica to thank. A mother, a mother whose tears born great fruit for never giving up on her son.